Small Business Focus on The Money Show. Greg Mason with us this evening. You may have seen his show on TV. He is a business coach. Now, sports teams have got coaches, cricket teams and rugby teams. You've got a financial planner. That's kind of like a financial coach, isn't it? Uh, you might even have a personal trainer at the gym. That's like a, a coach. Why would you have a business coach, Greg Mason? Business coach. <laughs> Evening, Bruce. Thank you for having me here. Well, let's be honest. You know, we look at, uh, if we take the analogy that you just put out there of a, of a sportsman, you know, I remember there's, uh, if we just look at the soccer and uh, we just take the Germans, for example. Take yeah. the Germans, yes, if you dare. <laughs> um, the German team got to where they got to because they had a really good coach behind them. And uh, what we tend to find is that a coach deals with two elements of a business or a business owner. He he typically motivates the business and he motivates the business owners to to do the right things in the business and get their headspace right so they can start achieving new results. But on the other side, they also work on doing the right things, you know. That's uh, okay, give me a sense of it. Who needs a business coach? Does everybody need a business coach? I mean, uh, you, uh, you talk to senior executives and they've all got mentors generally. Um, the, one of the very few people actually I ever spoke to who said to me, I didn't ever have a mentor, was Russell Loebscher, former chief executive of the JSE. Generally, though, you ask people who's your mentor and they, they've kind of got somebody they respect, a, a former chairman perhaps, maybe the current chairman of their company or somebody they went to university with who they respect. Whatever the case is, they're even the most influential and powerful people in business have a version of a coach, somebody to bounce ideas off. Absolutely. And, and I think if we look at a, at a mentor in an organization, you know, typically a mentor is someone who's been through the ropes. They've, they've worked in the business and they've understood the political conundrum that takes place. And they, they to help the, uh, the executive work through the organization and, and get to certain results. I think from a business coaching perspective, often people and business owners don't necessarily have the skill and they get to a particular place in their business where they don't know where to go to. Uh, I mean, so many small businesses fail. Um, so you're not going to have a business coach on day one, unless you're very lucky and you've got a trust fund behind you and you've got lots of cash because you guys are nice people, I'm sure, but you don't do it for nothing. Um, so you need to have a business, you need to have a track record. You need to have an idea of what you've created and how it's doing before somebody like you can come in through the front door and say, Okay, let's have a look at this business. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's one of those sad realities of life is that a business coach can't help you if you haven't got a track record. Mm. You need to have some pain in the system and you need to have gone through the process and, and had some years of experience so we can actually have a look at the business and tell you what you're doing wrong. Ironically, you need to have survived the first two years, which is the death zone for most startups. That's right. So you've, you've proven a track record. You've proven that you're capable at least of surviving. And so once you've gone through that survival period, then they can call on a guy like yourself to say, okay, we've survived. Now we need to make some money before uh, we will lose all our hair. Well, very much so. Very much so. Uh, tell me about the TV show because uh, you have done at least how many seasons? Uh, we did one season. One, one season. And, uh, and you went around and you went to real businesses and you gave real people real business coaching. Did, did that sort of change your mindset in terms of the way in which South African business is structured, the way in which people run their businesses? Or was it more of the same that you see every day? Well, I think the big learning I took about doing the show was that a lot of the business owners out there, especially at the lower end, uh, businesses with turnover less than a million, uh, are really trying to make ends meet. And there's a, a serious knowledge gap that exists. And that's about some of the fundamentals.
Like what? What are the what are the biggest mistakes people make in their businesses? Well, coming out of the show, for me, probably there was a handful of them. And the key one that I picked up was cash flow management. Uh, if you don't know how to manage your cash, you can't buy stock, you can't drive your business forward, and, and literally you fold very quickly. What What are the typical mistakes people make? Uh, what in terms of cash flow? Yeah, or? well, yeah. What What are the What are people doing wrong when it comes to managing cash flow? And so it comes in excellent. Let's go and spend it a weekend away at the at the beach or whatever the case might be. Is it that kind of mad behavior, or is it uh, you know more serious than that? Well, I think it's a mixture. There, there are individuals that I've worked with who who spend whatever comes in, but I think a lot of it's got to do with not understanding the numbers. So not understanding our margins, not understanding our average sales, we really have no idea on how we're running the business. So we're making decisions on giving customers discounts, and unfortunately, sometimes those discounts are eating away at the profits. So we we literally discount ourselves into insolvency. Um, if you you're a little bit like without the foul language, um, uh, Gordon Ramsay, Gordon Ramsay, who goes into these restaurants that are in trouble, and basically he goes in, he swears a lot, and hopefully by the end of the show, um, there is a there there, there is a better restaurant uh, left behind. Well, yes, yeah. It's, uh, I don't think I've ever sworn at my clients. Um, but uh, should try that. <laughs> Apparently, it works for Gordon Ramsay anyway. But the tough conversation does yeah. work, and I think that's really what coaching is about. How, how does coaching work? I mean, give me an example. You come into my business. I've got a, a shop. I'm doing a hundred thousand rand a month turnover. Um, I was making twenty thousand rand a month profit a year ago. I'm now making fifteen thousand rands worth of profit. How do you go about defining what I'm doing wrong? Okay, so the first thing that I do typically, Bruce, is I, I get a good understanding of what it is you want out of your business. Um, after the coaching experience I've got, I find a lot of business owners lose their motivation. So it's not so much what you're doing wrong, it's just that you've lost your passion for what you're doing. So the first thing we do is we've got to get you rekindled. We've got to get that, that passion, that, that fire back in your belly. How do you do that? I'm depressed. Um, my profits have dropped by 25% in a year. I can't figure it out. I'm desperate. I'm using my last bit of cash available to get you in as a last-ditch effort to save me. How, <laughs> how, do you, how do you turn somebody around who's in a bad headspace? Okay, so key for us there is we go back to a lot of your dreams, your goals, your visions that you're putting on the table. So we do have a look at that side, which does motivate a lot of the, the clients that we're working with. But a lot of the time it's about getting stuck in, rolling our sleeves up and looking at the numbers of the business. And often the guys that we are coaching, we find that there's one or two things that they're doing wrong. They're not managing their margins effectively. There might be something with their team that's not working. And then we go for some of the quick wins. So we can get you a quick win, you get motivated, and then you start seeing the what, results. What, what's a typical kind of quick win? Quick wins for us typically would be vote, uh, focusing on conversions, focusing on new conversions. businesses. A conversion rate. Okay. So that would so, be so, well so turning, turning, a, turning an opportunity into a sale. Absolutely right? correct, yeah. So to be looking at how well we are converting opportunities, to be looking at how we're attracting customers into the business, and often then looking at the margins. I tend to find that those three areas are the quick ones that we can get, uh, and typically that gets motivation up. And, and it's, it's amazing, isn't it? Suddenly when people go, oh, that's how you do it. Okay. And suddenly the lights come on again, and they go, this isn't a dead duck. That's right. That's mm. right. And the strangest thing for me is most people who, who come out of coaching say, I know it. The sad part is they don't do it. Uh, but, but doing it is hard. It is hard. It can be hard. Um, but the rewards, hopefully, are there. I love it when people send SMSs to us by mistake. And sometimes they can be quite fresh and saucy. Um, my favorite one tonight, though, is at St. Elmo's, home now now, pour my whiskey, please. 
Okay, firstly, I'm not at home and I don't have a bottle of whiskey here. But if you've got a slice of St. Elmo's pizza going, I'll take it. Greg Mason is a certified business coach. He is in studio with me this evening talking about business coaching. Are you a consultant? What's the difference between a consultant and a business coach? Well, I think, Bruce, you know, if we look at the headspace of business owners, you know, and if I can answer it from that perspective specifically tonight, a consultant is someone who comes in who's going to be a little bit of an aspirin for a business owner. They have a pain. They need someone to come in. The, the, the consultant comes in with a set of skills and knowledge. They solve a problem and then they leave with that skill and knowledge. Mm-hmm. Whereas a business coach would come into an organization, work with the business owner. Typically, the mandate is very different. The mandate is about how do we take this business forward? How do I gain knowledge? Where are my behavioral gaps? Where are the business gaps? How do I get my team working? So that when the business coach leaves, there's a, a, a fundamental skill and knowledge transfer that's taken place. But does the business coach leave and close the door behind them and move on to other things? Or does the business coach go back, uh, like Gordon Ramsay does six months later, to check that the waiters have taken their thumbs out the soup? I think it depends on the relationship. Okay. Uh, sometimes relationships are such that you will go back at a later stage. I've had a few clients that have come back to me. Uh, they've gone away for six to 12 months to go and work what they've been coached on. And then they come back for a second phase of it. Uh, How long is a piece of string? But how long is the average coaching? Well, for me, and I can only talk for myself, uh, anything between 12 and 18 months. Wow. It's actually quite a serious long-term commitment. Absolutely. Uh, And how often would you see me in my 100,000 rand profit business a month? In your 100,000 profit business per month, um, we would probably see you either twice Twice or a month. maybe four times, depending. Twice on a month? Or, twice a month. Okay. Twice so, a month. so, I mean, it's regular interaction. You set tasks um, and uh, basically uh, the, you come with a big stick uh, the next time and, and beat me if I don't do what I'm supposed to do. Well, normally it's emotional blackmail as opposed to abuse. Well, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, John and Sandown, you've been running your business for 17 years. What's bugging you? John? Hi, there. There, we're here, John. I hope your radio's not on. If it is, please turn it off. Um, We're we're all ears for your question this evening, John. No, it wasn't a question. It was an observation. Bruce, I listen to your show on a regular basis. Um, I'm an entrepreneur, 17 years into a business plan that now employs 103 people, turns 200-odd million a year. Um, So I listen to your your, your show with interest, and I listen to other people starting their businesses. Something that that Greg mentioned that I think is important is, is people price when you try when you price an, op- an entrepreneur, you price to cover your cost. You don't price for profit. And and, and, and that's where people go wrong because then they've exactly, got to break out of that habit, don't they? Exactly. When you're the main asset in your business, you're pricing to cover your cost. You're not treating yourself as a shareholder and you're saying, Hold on, I'm expecting a fifteen, twenty percent return on my labor. So you've got to actually build that extra cost into your total pricing model. Otherwise, you're always at the deadline. Wonderful point. Thank you so much, John in Sandown. I mean, what a fabulous point. And Greg's head is nodding like it's about to fall off. Um, and you must come across that all the time. Oh, absolutely. I think one of the key challenges that businesses have is they normally budget for break-even. So when you're looking at their budgets and you say, well, this is a break-even budget, uh, and then we have to change the budget structure to one where they're actually making profit. And then they start seeing returns. And then once again, if we want to get motivation, that is one clear way of getting motivation working in the business. Mm, absolutely. Roger wants to know, how does one evaluate a business coach? Um, and, and that's a good question, Greg. Greg, how, how do your clients evaluate you? Is it on their turnaround in performance? Because ultimately, your advice is only as good as their implementation of that advice is. Mm. It's a very tricky question. And uh, I'm, I need to... 
vicariously <laughs> walk on this one over here. <laughs> so, so I think what is what is fundamental is that if someone's taking on a business coach, there's a there's a clear mandate up front. So I have different clients that I coach, and typically the mandates differ from one client to another. So it's really about what the client wants up front that we have to deliver to. And if we're not asking each coaching session, are you getting value from your coach today? And if you're not getting value and we can't have those tough conversations, the chances of the client staying are are Mm. fairly slim. But but for me, it's mostly about what is that mandate and an open level of communication. Have you walked into a business where you've gone, guys, you know what? The best thing to do with this thing is to take that set of keys. Everybody leave the building and lock the door behind you and throw away those keys. Don't ever come back to this place. Um, have, have you ever come across businesses that are so broken that they can't be fixed? Yeah, I have. And uh, sadly, the, the person who's broken is the business owner. Yeah. Or the leader of the organization. So you can't bring them back. You can't bring them back. No, you can't bring them back. So, so there's more, more conversation of, you know, maybe I need to bring a consultant in to help you close down the business. Uh, or alternatively, let's have a conversation around what's next. How do we, how do we solve this problem as quickly as we can? And how do people respond to it? Because people also, I mean, a lot of people are quite ego-driven um, and are the last person to admit that there's a problem are they themselves. Well, I guess I wouldn't necessarily have been brought in, brought in to help if the person was ego-driven at that stage. You know, normally there's a, a level of pain that's beyond their threshold and they need some support and they're, and they're looking at every lifeline they can find. <laughs> What's the difference then between, say, somebody who does life coaching? Life coaching is the, the new oxygen um, in South Africa. There's a lot of people doing life coaching and there's a huge role to be played there for people who may not own their own businesses but they're in the workspace and they need the motivation to move to the next level. But, um, you know, Life coaching and business coaching sounds like they, they cross over a bit. There's a fair amount of crossover. And I think if we look at life coaching, you know, life coaching is really about the individual. It's about the person themselves. It's about their behaviors. It's about getting a personal goal. But if we look at the other side of business coach, it's really about getting business results. And yeah. I think, But you've got to go through the life coaching almost first before you then start doing the business coaching because you've got to assess – where the headspace is before you can start tackling the numbers because you tackle the numbers wrong with somebody who's in, down in the dumps and you can have a harder job later. Well, that's right. You know, when someone's in the trench, you're not going to talk about blue sky. So absolutely. So there is a level of dealing with the headspace and working on the behavior up front. And I think that's where the overlap comes in. However, the, the returns that you get from a business coach are significantly higher than that what, from, from what you get from a, a life coach. Kolani mm, uh, in Orlando West, and I think we've touched on this one already, Kolani. Uh, if you missed the earlier discussion, please download the podcast after the show to talk about the difference between a consultant and a coach. But social entrepreneurs also are people who are kind of, uh, I look at somebody like Yusuf Randera Reese. I don't know if you've ever come across him, who kind of does coaching but take stakes in businesses as well. Um, and these are, are social entrepreneurs. They're guys who, who go in and actively engage and participate in the business itself. I guess it's a, it's a fine line once again. You know, um, if I look at, at Action Coach, one of the philosophies we have is you can't take more than 5% shareholding. And, in and a do, company. do you do it? I've thought about it a few times. Um, I've got a few clients that, that have asked me to come and buy shareholding in their business. And I think the real reason that we typically don't want to take a, a shareholding is because you're not objective. 
as soon as you have a shareholding in the business, you're going to have a, your own views as to where you want to take the business. But the, but the, the consultants who, pay, who organize massive pay packages for chief executives tell us the best way to get a chief executive interested is to give them a share in the business. Um, surely the best way to get your business coach properly interested is to give the business coach or have the business coach take a stake <laughs> in the business. But then again, it's not about me. So, so you're more in the way in which good non-executives should be treated, that you there, you're paid a fee to be there to give your expertise, but you don't have shares because then your judgment can be clouded by short, medium, long-term views. Absolutely. Okay. So it's an interesting world. It is the world of the business coach, the business coach, Greg Mason. You can get hold of him by Action Coach. Um, is it a business, is it a segment in South Africa that's growing? I think it is. Um, if I just look at the Action Coach franchise, you know, we've got about 35 coaches now. So it definitely is growing. Uh, we're out of time. Abdul wants to know if you deal with online businesses. Um, does it matter? Businesses are all the same. I mean, there's money in, there's money out, yeah, ultimately. Absolutely. So whether it's an online business, whether it's a, a, a physical business, whether it is, does, deals in financial services, selling insurance, or whether it is moving flower pots, ultimately all businesses are the same. That's correct, yeah. So you'll go to any business. Very much. Undertakers so. to overtakers. That's right. All of that sort of stuff. Greg Mason this evening, business coach. His business is called Action Coach. Greg Mason is a certified business and executive coach. Thank you, Greg Mason. Thank you, Bruce.